shit. How did we do this before we started the pod? <laughs> Seriously. Literally, I don't know. But did your car die, Bilky? Yes, my car did die, dude. I was leaving work the other day after a 15-hour shift for Fall Fest. Which, Jesus. Yes, there were a lot of people there. And so, well, I guess it starts like a week before because I was leaving Jack in the Box, and I swear, they're, like, the, when you exit their <laughs> drive through their road was shaped like a V. So a I'm, V. Yes, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. So I'm pulling out, and I drive a Stratus now, and rip Sasha. My beautiful oh, Jeep. <laughs> rip Sasha, indeed. Exactly. So I was driving Annie. That's that's my Stratus's name. Pulled out of the Jack in the Box after I got my food. And I just hear this awful noise when I go over the road. And I'm like, oh, dude, that is not good. And then where I work at the winery, it's you got to take some gravel roads to get there. And I'm leaving. And it's pouring down rain. It's like 1.30 in the morning. Like I was All saying, the best elements of a story about a car breaking down. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and my sister works there as well. But she had already left. So... By the time I called her and I was like, Catherine, I need you to come pick me up from Cedar Lake. She's walking in the door to our house, and it takes like 30 minutes to get home. Lord. And I didn't want to call my dad because it's so late, and I didn't want to deal with, um, well, what's wrong with your car? Like, what'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. Because I was so tired and stuff, and I didn't want to call my mom either because I knew she would have a lot of questions. So I was like, Catherine, please come get me because I'm leaving, and I go over a bump, and all of a sudden I just hear this horrendous dragging behind my car. <laughs> And up until this point, my car has been super loud, so like obnoxiously hoopty loud. And I'm like, man, this is my muffler or something. I get out of the car. It's pouring down rain. I get on the ground. I'm covered in mud now because I have to see under my car. Lord. And there's just a, my muffler pipe or whatever it is just trailing behind, dragging. <laughs> and I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> is this really happening? <coughs> Excuse me. And so, yeah, man, it was just really rough. It was... <laughs> I spent that whole week building that deck, and I got through the shift, and then my car just died. Yes. Well, Bilky, there are yes. new trailers and awesome things to talk about today on the show. So let's get the intro music going and, and have, us, have us a good time. I just need car help, man. <laughs> And welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. As usual, I'm your host, Jalen Holston. With me today is a man who was duped by leprechauns into drinking several Irish car bombs, Mr. Bilkey. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? I regret none of my choices. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are delicious, man. <laughs> listen, listen. We've all been there, and I will tell you this right now. I Okay, once upon a time, in a Mexican island far, far away... Young boy Jalen was at his parents' wedding in Mexico, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> as in a couple seconds as ago. In a couple <laughs> seconds ago. And I fell victim to what they call, the locals, a Miami Vice. I consumed so many Miami Vices, I only remember the ceremony in which my parents got married. Excellent. Did you turn into an 80s person? I absolutely did. I had the full, vi like, <laughs> the aviator combo and leather jacket. With your hair feathered? With tight, <laughs> with tight white pants. What kind of car did they drive in Miami Vice? I can't even remember. Probably some form of a Mustang. Eh, that sounds about right. <laughs> Anyways, on today's show, we're going to break down Black Panther and the New Mutants trailer. Yay! <laughs> and we're also going to uh, update you on a little bit of sad Aquaman news. And Bilky, I, I know, I know, it may hurt you on the inside, but we will get through it together. That's all I need. <laughs> you, you got it. 
And also, I'm going to be squaring off with Collider's own Josh Makuga after the rant he had on TV Talk this past Tuesday. <sighs> Expletive warning now. <laughs> I don't even drop warnings for that, dude. I'm just a sailor. <laughs> no, I, I, I will drop it because I'm really trying to get better at that. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. I do have a sailor's mouth. Excellent. Yes, but anyways, so uh, let's get into it. First of all, the Black Panther trailer, I awoke Monday, was it Monday morning? Uh, I think it was like that. I think it was Monday morning and you had you had sent me a Reddit link and I was on Twitter already at 7:30 a.m. and I was just scrolling through and come to my surprise we we get another lovely dose of of T'Challa just, just <laughs> <laughs> That was probably the best description of any trailer I've ever heard, ever. I mean, dude. Okay, the marketing for this is, it reminds me of Deadpool. It's just catching us off guard, and it's just, it's, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this trailer. Every time they drop a new trailer, it just has, it doesn't even have to be something major, but it's a little tiny <sighs> nuggets of just beautiful, cinematic, <laughs> I don't even know. It's just, just oh, God, it's so amazing. Good. So let's break down the trailer. So it opens up with uh, the voice of, uh, you know, um, the guy from Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, um, whatever his name may be. But he's uh, he makes references to the Avengers. He makes references to Thor. And then all of a sudden we get a nice shot of him talking to T'Challa, who's played by Chadwick Boseman. And he asks him, is like, is there anything else you're hiding? And then we get that that start of the music, which was yes. freaking dope. The music in these trailers, can I just say, amazing. I think Marvel always does a fantastic job with their soundtracks. Yes. I I mean, sometimes they're hit and miss. Sometimes it's like real orchestral, it's classical, and it's just like scored. But lately with Thor Ragnarok and uh, Black Panther, they've really gotten into the using actual like songs. Like Thor has had some really cool, like it, it feels really retro, the feel and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this one is doing the same. They're like mashing them together. I don't know if you like that, Bilky. I do like that. I think it started with Guardians of the Galaxy. It absolutely. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because yes. they had a lot of those '70s pop hits in there, didn't they? Finally, <laughs> I get something right. <laughs> Point one out of yes. five thousand for Bilky. Hey, man, I'll take it. <laughs> you're darn right, you'll take it. So then we get a cool shot of uh, Wakanda, and I found it interesting how they. It's, you know, in the first trailer talked about Egypt isn't in. Or sorry, the uh, was it the Golden City or something? Isn't hidden in Egypt? It's hidden in Africa, and it's shielded away, much like Themyscira is shielded away in Wonder Woman. I found that really cool. It's super cool. It's like um, only certain people know how to get there and how to unlock it. Similar to Iron Fist. Oh, very similar to Iron Fist. The Kun Lun that we never yes, saw. Yes, Kun No, we're not even gonna talk about Iron Fist because that's not what this pod's about. But just please. Please show me Kun Lun someday. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> Some form of fashion. Uh, and then we get to see confirmation that T'Challa actually has multiple uh, uh, Black Panther suits. So it's he's kind of like Iron Man in a sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, curious to see which suits um, benefit which powers he has. True. Uh, for, well, for, for reference fans, if you don't know, Black Panther gets his Black Panther air, air quote powers from uh, herbs that he has to ingest and eat. And if he... And they only work for a certain bloodline of the kings that right, came before royal. him. It's a royal bloodline. So if someone else ate these magical herbs, they would die almost or mm -hmm. be very sick or have weird mutations, kind of like <clears throat> Killmonger. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. His scarring in there is actually from the ritual, but uh, Chadwick Boseman's are hidden, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, 
So he has most of the abilities of, like, he kind of has supernatural human reflexes and strength and speed. And then mo the rest of it's basically the suit. The suit does the rest of the work. But it's cool because in Spider-Man Homecoming, Tony Stark makes a reference to Peter Parker saying, if the suit, like, you can't be Spider-Man without the suit, then you're not Spider-Man. Pretty much. But it's cool because the way Black Panther works is that's always how it's been, and mm -hmm. the suit kind of creates them, but they have to be Black Panther. They have to like, be the king, Yes, bro. they have to be the Black Panther, essentially, and I really always, uh, I enjoyed that aspect of you it. You have to earn it. Earn it. Earn it. Like, and also, we saw in Civil War, like even without the suit, he was throw he was throwing around uh, Bucky like like he was nothing. Like, oh yeah, Black Panther can throw hands. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not an issue. There's no debate there. I just destroyed my foot on this chair. By the way, that oh, felt Lord. fantastic. I literally couldn't hold the pain in. I had to say something. We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. We do this on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we also got to see. Uh, confirmation that kill that uh, Michael B. Jordan's character Killmonger is Killmonger. Like, there's no dispute now. Some people were kind of speculating just because he wore the mask, like maybe that wasn't exactly his role. But nope, for sure, he's uh, he's Killmonger, which is basically Black Panther's Joker, uh, Superman's Lex Luthor. It's his main bad guy to start off a franchise. It's the most known villain of the Black Panther uh, lore that we can get. So. That was good. I like him as an actor. He was in Fantastic Four, that newer one, and I thought he did a, a fairly decent job, but I also saw him in a series called Parenthood. Mm -hmm. He does a really good job on Parenthood, and what I got from the trailer was mixed emotions about it. Yes. He seemed a little corny. And I hope, yeah, yeah, I hope it's not that bad. I'm going to burn it down! Exactly. <laughs> it's, it just seems a little extra, but hopefully he, um, he does a great job. I trust it. I think there's going to be corny lines regardless because it's a Marvel movie and he has to play the villain. But it's Michael B. Jordan, man. I think – I mean if you've ever watched Friday Night Lights, Parenthood, and if you haven't seen it yet, dear God, go watch Fruitvale Station. That is what I think – to me, in my opinion, that's what put Michael B. Jordan on the map more so than Friday Night Lights or Parenthood. That movie is absolutely spectacular. And it's also directed by Ryan Coogler. That's awesome. Same director that's doing Black Panther. I really like all the, um, I guess, I don't even know what to call them. They're not like A-list actors yet, mm -hmm. but I love how they're bringing a bunch of people from the African-American community into these movies and putting them in the big screen so people yes. can see what they can do. Yes, absolutely. Our, because we talked about this during the Bruce Lee one, how they're yes. gentrifying Hollywood, and it's, it's great to see that they're taking a step in the, in the right direction, in my opinion. Marvel is doing what a lot of other studios are refusing to do they understand that this is a story about an african nation there's no reason to try to whitewash or explain away why certain characters are white no they did the work they went out and got chadwick boseman who is and he's an academy award oscar nominee. like he's up there as an actor they got michael b jordan they got uh the the uh andy circus to play the villain like they go after huge talent for these movies, and they know if they do it, even if the like the dialogue and the writing is subpar, they can elevate the lines that they're given because they're so good, and that's what I appreciate. Also, to me, this feels like a – it finally feels like a different Marvel movie. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's just another next step to – Infinity War 7 or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> is this um, is this foreshadowing for, like, a new field towards Marvel movies? I know we're going to talk about a trailer that we saw, which has yes. a totally different feel <laughs> than what we've experienced from Marvel movies. 
What do you think, Jalen? Are they gonna are they gonna change their game a little bit? I think the MCU is heading in a direction right now with the reviews, the early reviews that I've seen from Thor Ragnarok uh, that was directed by Taika Waititi, and now this movie that's coming out by uh, Ryan Coogler. I think Marvel has built such a solid foundation now that they're gonna be comfortable enough letting these amazing directors and producers play in their sandbox. Meaning. We're going to get Marvel movies. They're still going to feel like Marvel movies. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be fun. They're going to be light. Villains are probably still going to suck for the most part, but we can deal with that. And they're going to be funny with some dramatic elements in there. But they're going to feel different. Like, I looked at – if you look at the Black Panther trailer and then you go watch the Thor Ragnarok trailer, they both feel different. They're still Marvel in a sense because they feel fun. But, like, I get two completely different vibes from both trailers. So I do think, yes – that Marvel is starting to go in that direction, and I really hope they continue. I do as well. I, I like what I'm seeing from Marvel. It's, yes. They were stagnant for a while, it seemed, and people, I felt, were losing interest in Marvel movies. I was. I was 100% losing interest because it felt like they were just – it felt like here's a template, and they stamped it, and then they rolled it out. Here's another one, template, stamped it, rolled it out. And it just – it kind of sucks because we should – there should be a diversity, much like what Fox is doing with the properties of Marvel that they own, which we'll get to in a second – um, but yeah, I just, I really, I really appreciated that from this trailer. Excellent, dude. You yes. always have the hottest takes. I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't, but you know, <laughs> it, it happens. Um, so then we got another, the, one of my favorite scenes from the trailer is when, oh, I have to calm myself down because it was just freaking lit. <laughs> okay. So we're in the trailer and he's talking to his sister and she's about to drop in. I, what I assume is probably one of the opening scenes because he's still in the Civil War Black Panther costume. And I think it's a little bit before the initial scene that we got from the teaser trailer where she's like, uh, don't miss. And then he's like, I never miss. <laughs> and then his helmet goes on. He's dropping out of the sky and he throws these uh, devices. Which oh, I, I know. The blue ones. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which, I, which are actually uh, Wakandan technology that, allow, that absorbs gravitational um, – uh, pull and impulses so basically all of you there are like well he just jumped out of the jet and we just fuck he's gonna die no he's not gonna freaking die that technology you can jump from enormous heights and if you land within the area that you threw those three devices you're fine you can you can walk away wakanda is so slept on i think by a lot of uh marvel hero fans that's what i also that's what i loved we keep getting these amazing looks at this Super advanced society that still practices in these traditional African roots, which is like the dynamic of that to me is amazing. Like they have all this amazing technology. They could basically run the world if they wanted to. But no, they contain it within themselves because they have honor in their cultural like their cultural practices, which is just I, I don't know. It blows my mind. It's something we haven't seen in Marvel. Again, it's amazing. Like more points for Marvel. They're I, they're really hitting uh they're hitting the ball here. You guys just like to talk about how good Marvel is. You guys last podcast you sat there and you pooped <laughs> on Superman. It was like, okay, first of all, if like, we I like both, but DC just sucks at movies right now. If they want to be better, step up and be better. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like an opinionated. I mean, obviously it's opinionated, but it's it's almost factual that DC movies usually suck. Check the Rotten Tomato scores, kids. <laughs> like exactly, uh, the average is better for Marvel. I'm sorry, they just make movies that audiences like better. And if DC wants to catch up, which they shouldn't be trying to, because to me, I think if DC would have just been patient, they would be blowing Marvel out of the water. Because I think they have better characters. They have better characters, and I think in a sense of team and unity, in a sense of what their movies could be in form of character development drama um and action and spectacle 
their movies should be blowing Marvel out of the water, but because they tried to do the rush catch-up game and felt like they were so behind and being stupid and idiotic with their writing and producing of these movies, they've got themselves a hole to dig out of, and Wonder Woman started it. Let's hope Justice League continues. Yes, let's do hope that. I think that DC characters have way more um, potential to be dark in their movies, and I think a lot of people like that drama nowadays, Mm -hmm. and Marvel is still kind of goody two-shoes. Not like they're Disney level, but... I mean, they are Disney. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's true. They're not like Disney movie level, I'll say, but... With Batman, who who in the Marvel Universe could be as dark as Batman and have as many options to build with? If they did it right, it could be Daredevil, but they never will on screen again. No, they never will. Not on screen and, again. But, they will on Netflix, but not on screen again. But yeah. I also like that we got to look at Killmonger's Black Panther suit, which at first I was like, really? He's just going to fight another Black Panther that's differentiated by the color of the suit? But it's whatever. I'll I'll let it pass. I'm sure it, it's going to be fine. Um, and then it looked cool because these two suits that they have are from the current version of Black Panther where it, like, like meticulates and just grows mm-hmm. on top of them, which I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about you if you like the suits or not. I love the suits. Yeah. Um, do you think people know Captain America's shield comes from Wakanda? No. Honestly, they have so much technology, and they're like, ooh, Captain America. Yeah. He he gets his stuff from Wakanda. Yes, his suit was made – or sorry, Captain America's shield was was, uh, made from some leftover vibranium that the government somehow got a hold of. I'm not even going to go into that story. That could be wild, but anyways. Yeah, uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Should you watch it? I liked it. I can't say that I disliked it, and yes, I should watch it. Excellent. (laughs) So New Mutants, that trailer dropped last week. We kind of missed it. We were just too hype on Star Wars and Justice League. And, oh, man. But let me tell you. This looks (laughs) amazing. Bilky, you're hyped. What did you like? Everything, dude. Seriously, everything. That was so cool. I was scared. Yes. I actually got scared in the trailer. Will you actually go see it with me, you pansy? Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to break down my walls and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> honestly i'm trying to i'm trying to watch some more scary stuff because i really didn't like it as a kid at all but i'm trying to watch more scary stuff I'm trying to go to fright fest i'm trying to expand my horizons it's fun it's fun dude just 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 get into it i was the same way like five years ago and i was like you know what no stranger things helped me with that it does i did not turn my face away from stranger things and there was good. times where i was getting kind of scared good. Can't even lie. Good. anyways so, uh, if you don't know, new Mut- or the New Mutants movie is based on the comic book run that was at it was out during the height of uh, X Men in the early or the late '80s, early '90s era. They were supposed to serve as like a replacement because the X Men had been around since the '60s and they started out as teenagers. But by the time we got to the '80s and '90s, they were basically full blown adults. So their storylines got really, really complicated and really, really uh, dynamic and stuff. So they wanted to introduce something more towards a younger audience again. So they came up with New Mutants. And, it w- and the content material was horror-based. It was supposed to be more psychologically thrilling. It, it played with your mind. It made you think. It made you scared. It made you hopeful. So we had some of the, uh, the mutants, if you were wondering, in this movie are Magic, Wolfsbane, uh, Sunspot. What else did I write down here? Uh, what else do you have on here? Rasputin? Well, that's, oh, that is. That's, oh, that's okay. dope. That's I'm sorry. The name of the actress. I'm sorry. Uh, and Moonstar are the main uh, slate of actual X-Men characters. But, um, <laughs> however you say her first name, Rasputin, you know her from Game of Thrones. I think it's Ileana. Is it Ileana? 
I love Arya Stark, though. Yes. And she I is, saw her in this, and I was like, she's oh, in this oh, movie. oh, my God. Is and she really And she's playing good? Magic, who is the sister of Colossus. <laughs> Cameos. Cameos. I hope I hope one day. I hope one day there's a cameo between this this franchise. But um but yeah, I was I was freaked out, man. Is X twenty three part of the new mutants? She is not. I am sad. No, she is not. Um she is part of the current run of New Mutants, probably. Okay, so is this older New Mutants? This is like OG, the original New Mutants. This is what it's based off of. Alright, so I'll have to wait like twelve years to get my uh my X twenty three. Probably. Like, look, let's just, I don't know, find a, to be honest, which is weird, I was thinking about this because I just watched Rogue One again. If that actress could do an American accent and maybe do some weird stuff with her teeth, I don't, I mean, I don't mean that to be mean, but um, she could be like a hot Laura. That like, would be cool. I would be down with that. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I really like X-23. That's why I was curious. She's badass, dude. Or if Alicia Vikander, who's playing the new Tomb Raider, is still fairly Ooh, young looking. That would be cool. Give me that, mama. You know what I'm saying? Because she's physically fit, too. She would play a great X-23. She's so physical as an actress. Yes, I would love that to happen. So uh, basically, like I said, the content of this was more psychological. This is going to aim to be a psychological thriller, horror movie. It, it's going to be... Getting you, getting you adrenaline up a little bit, and uh, there is no character. There are no characters from the X Men that you know of. So like, there's not going to be any Magneto, no Professor X. Despite rumors that had come out earlier that James McAvoy might be in the movie, no, it's all about the kids. And also last week, the director Joshua Boone, I believe his name is. Yes, it is. Um, he said if it's successful, as in it makes its budget back and a little more, which is what successful means in Hollywood that he actually had plans for, like, a trilogy. Like, if if it gets off the ground and it gets going, he would love to do, like, a trilogy or a, a series of these movies and possibly interweave it with the rest of the Fox universe. So That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Honestly, that would be amazing. <laughs> and what I like about the feeling I got from the trailer, I feel with a lot of older Marvel movies, I was going to the theaters just to obtain the knowledge of what's happening in the movie. I didn't go for an experience. I didn't really have a lot of emotion, pen drop. Um, damn it. I'm just on a roll today, Jesus. dude. Um, but I feel with this one, I'm actually going to have an experience going mm-hmm. to the movies with, I don't know, let me think, Captain America 2 maybe or yes, something like that. I was just like, okay, now I know where they're at in the story, but I could have I could have went without seeing that. Exactly. And for those of you that don't know, the way these rights are split up, it's really complicated and weird. So I'm going to do the best I can to make this easy Lango jargon. Marvel rights for dummies. For you, yes, Marvel rights for dummies, which none of you are. I'm sure you're all smart. It's just a book. It's just a book. It's titled. Don't take offense to it. So anyways, so the MCU are all the movies that have Iron Man in them or uh, Thor in them or Captain America, okay? So if you think about Tony Stark, if you think about uh, Mr. Rogers, those are the MCU. So those are all owned by Disney. They're in this ball over here. I'm making a I'm making a ball as we speak. I can see it. I can Okay, I here can we go. So that. we're going to take this ball, we're going to put it over here. Okay? Okay. Universal has this little pebble. They own the Hulk. So they're going to go right here. Hopefully we get our trilogy. Hopefully we get our trilogy. That'd be amazing if they fought the rights to get that back. Fox owns all of the Fantastic 4 and the X-Men properties. So that explains why the last Fantastic 4 was not that great. Correct. So, within this universe of X-Men and Fantastic Four, those characters will never see the light of day interacting with Thor and Captain America, okay? 
Okay. 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 As long as we're on the same boat. So when I say this, this is what I mean. Fox has the biggest balls of a studio that I've ever seen. Because they aren't scared to do stuff like this with their Marvel properties that they own. And I love it. I freaking love it. Like, who would have thought we got a Deadpool movie that was going to be amazing? I'm not really sure I ever thought there would be a Deadpool That's when I'm, it was just rumors. I was always like, yeah, they, always, they keep saying they're making it. It's never going to happen. Okay? And then we got this new trilogy of X-Men, which I think for the most part is very good. It's very well done by Brian Singer. I, I loved it. And now they're going in this complete new direction where they're like, okay, so we don't have to make a $120 million superhero movie. What if we looked at the source material and adapted that to screen and made like a teen horror movie that just featured some mutants, which is amazing. Brilliant, dude. Like Fox is so smart. And I think if they keep this up, they might just surpass the Disney MCU that we have right now. And I would love that. I would not mind either. It's cool that they have the... They have these balls in their court, and they're they're playing with them. Yes. It's awesome because I feel like – well, I guess I couldn't say with the Hulk because he's just kind of by himself. But with the MCU, they're not really brave enough to no. make a leap. The thing is, Marvel – Disney Marvel, I blame Disney for most of it because Disney oh, is 100%. a cash machine. So they know what works, and they're scared to kind of deviate from it, I think. And some people will probably argue with me and be like, oh, they took a risk making Iron Man and blah, blah, oh, blah. Fuck off. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I mean, let's be fair to Iron Man. No one thought that movie was going to be successful, as successful as it was, and launch this universe. Good for you. Good job. But now, I don't think Disney and Marvel would ever actually take a risk and branch off of that and say that, yeah, it's still connected, but it's just going to be a completely different feel to the movie. I don't think they'll ever do that. Um, you'll get movies like Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther that'll feel different, but they're not going to be, like you said, the experience of going to like a horror movie, mm -hmm. but you get X-Men in it, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm kind of lost for words because <laughs> I just like, it's amazing. It's I don't know amazing. how to put it into words. It really is. They're doing everything oh. I could want from a studio. Yes. For is. the most part. I can't actually say that bold because Fox has some flaws, but. <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's, if they, okay, listen. I, I write this down in history. Okay. If Fanta if they ever get Fantastic Four right, Fox will outgross Disney and Marvel. That's a hot take. Hot take, but I, I truly believe it. I honestly believe it. They could have, but they pooped all over Josh Trank and didn't let him make the movie he was supposed to make. It just didn't feel right. It. I'm not, I'm not going on a Fantastic. Let's not talk about that. I have another rant to get to later and a hot take, so save I'm gonna it. I gotta yeah. save my energy for this. All right. So, anyways. On to the next bit of news, Bilky, and just come here. I'm just, just going to hold you while I read this. I know. It's sad. So when discussing his role of Aquaman, Jason, or actor uh, Jason Momoa, he had this to say. Aquaman, he's not really Aquaman yet. He's not the king of the seven seas. We don't really get there until the, my solo movie at the end. Really, it's a huge growth for me. It's a gigantic arc for Arthur Curry. It may be tough for a lot of fans to watch what they're going to see, how I portray him, but... You gotta wait until you get to the solo movie to really know because he's not king yet. Are you so sad, dude? Are you okay? <laughs> I'll be okay because one <laughs> confirmation of Aquaman solo movie. Yes. No one in their right mind ever thought Aquaman would get a solo movie. In my opinion, that was me. Except for maybe me because I'm not in my right mind and I love Aquaman. I was in my right mind and I was like, there is no way in hell besides Entourage that we would get a solo <laughs> Aquaman movie. <laughs> Well, I'm not totally upset because, like I said, we're getting the solo Aquaman movie, and I'm going to get to see Jason Momoa kick ass for, like, 
30 minutes, hopefully. Correct. And I, I guess I'm a mixed bag. I think I'm more okay with it because this is DC, again, addressing the issue that I brought up where they know that there are, their characters have more room to grow and develop than Marvel does in their lore. So the fact that we get, it's kind of almost their answer to Black Panther because that movie is going to be about him becoming king if, of Wakanda. So why not have their version of that with Aquaman as he's just Arthur Curry for now. He gets through Justice League and then gets his stuff together and realizes, oh, I have a whole kingdom of Atlantis <laughs> to rule over. I should, like, I'm good enough. Like, I'm worthy of that. I need to go take my throne. Will we ever see Martian Manhunter on screen? Ooh, hot take. I'm going to go with no, because he's on Supergirl currently. Ew. Yeah. Ew. No, why he's is the he... only thing that holds that show together. Yeah, just let the show fail. Don't waste that brilliant <laughs> character. <laughs> I really like John Jones on Supergirl. He actually does a really good job of centering that character uh, in the show and offers a lot of like that wisdom and advice, but they kind of have to undercut him and make him because it's a Supergirl show, they have to undercut and not make him as OP as he actually is. Right. So, he's like the strongest Justice League member. One of, yeah. He could probably kill Superman. Do they, uh, in the Supergirl, do they make him have a massive chest and then a no. tiny head? <laughs> he does not look like the Bruce Tim illustrations. Yeah, his costume's pretty accurate, but he does not have just, just, just tea and no leg day, like, composition. I'm about to look at what he looks like on Supergirl. <laughs> Give me a minute here. Oh, man. But yeah, um, I don't, I think, I think the whole Aquaman thing is just, it's fine. I'm not upset. I know you are. I know, dude. But you find it is this him on supergirl? that's supergirl yeah that's not bad no the cgi they do on him is actually pretty good yeah that's not bad at all no and they he had a really cool um two or three episode arc in last season that made like i said supergirl last season actually wasn't too bad and this season they're kind of backpedaling but i'll get yes to that. this is the I'll one i'll get to that in my rant <laughs> yes <laughs> his chest is so massive oh my dude God. does he what is he how does he wipe his butt he doesn't. He's Martian Manhunter. Oh. He doesn't shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they just don't eat? I don't know if he even needs to. He's a Martian, dude. Maybe we he, don't know about we him. We don't know. We're human beings. Facts. <laughs> that you know. You True. don't know for sure. That's funny. What if, yeah, that's weird. Hot take, what if we're not humans? What if we're inside a globe? We probably are. In like a actually, Dragon Ball, like a Dragon Ball God's universe. I'm pretty sure that we're inside a globe. It's a not a big globe because it's around a cat. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's on a collar. Why did you drop the MIB, bro? It's on a collar. Oh That's where we live. Anyways, so the Punisher. We finally know when it's coming out. Yeah. So this is Marvel trying to punch the balls of DC. They're dropping it November 17th. Do you know what day that is, Bilky? I'm fairly certain that's the same day uh, Justice League comes out. <laughs> Marvel gives no shits. No, not no. a single one. Like, yeah, but yeah, we got a confirmation of that today. That was breaking, like at one o'clock. And then, guess what else we got, Bilky? What happened? We got another trailer. Oh my god! Did you like this trailer? Or did you like the last trailer more? Um, I like the emotions I got out of the last trailer because it made me hyped and I was like, ooh, this is mysterious. What's going to happen? Mm. And then, and this one, it gave me a lot more insight into the story like we were talking about. Yes. So it wasn't as intense, but it's still a good trailer. I can't complain. I agree. I liked that we got a little bit more of the story in the background, what he's going to be doing with Micro. We get to see how the CIA and the FBI are involved. 
We get to see what Carrie Page is there and stuff like that. We got to see Frank Castle basically become unleashed and a little bit more of a slow burn as compared to the last trailer. So I agree. I really like this trailer. They stuck with the Metallica. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. It kind of felt like a Bourne movie. Oh, Hot take, hot take, hot take. That's, yeah, that's what it felt like for me. Yes, and I think you know what the thing. The thing about the Punisher for me, I told you this earlier. I he's just a dude. Yeah, he doesn't have powers. He's he's just a dude. He's like, you killed my family. That's not okay. I'm gonna kill you. I'm bringing all of you down. <laughs> like, all of you. <laughs> every single one of you. And I think the cool thing is that we have this overtone about you know the the government itself, which I think. Now is a pertinent time for this show to come out. Good word choice. Pertinent, prompt, appropriate. Yeah, no, this time. is great. Um, and also, I like that they didn't release it around the time that they were planning to release it because of the events that happened in Las Vegas. That was the big reason why it got pushed back this far. It was supposed to come out, I think, a couple months ago. Um, so I like that move by Disney and Marvel. And I also found it funny that they figured this release date was gonna be was gonna be fine. So yeah, do you think that's funny at all? I do think it's funny. <laughs> you know what my favorite part of that trailer was actually? Now that I'm thinking about it, Which whenever part? you see, I believe it's Frank Castle fighting Micro. Oh yeah, I wonder what's happening in that. Yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I really was interested. In that's that. the one that kind of got me like, what? Y'all fighting? Yeah, Y'all supposed to be working together, bro. It made me feel like Frank was just so fed up at that point that he's assuming everyone's against him, or he mm -hmm. like, I can't trust anyone. And Micro's like, dude, come on. Yes. Really? All right, let's fight then, if that's how you want to do it. And then I think Frank's going to go overboard in his head, and I think he's going to put Micro down. Mm. And then he's just going to sit there like, is this really what you want to do? Or yeah. are you going to realize I'm on your side? I like, again, I like the way that they're shooting and portraying his PTSD. It seems like... It's going to grab you, and I'm, i i got to be emotionally ready to watch this show. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to the PTSD aspect of it, which is really cool for viewers. Yeah, because PTSD can come from anything. It's not strictly just military. It's just military people are more prone to get it because they're in the military. Exactly. Um, so the way that they – the way that it's shot right now, from just from the trailers alone – I'm telling you this as a psych major who's getting my master's. I'm telling you it's accurate. Like, this kind of stuff happens to those people – like the lack of sleep, the night terrors, um, stress and quick temper, behavioral changes and short lapses of judgment. Like all that stuff is done so well by John Bernthal when he's playing this role. Man, it just can't wait. It reminds me of, oh, wow, of course my mind goes blank because I'm trying to make a, make a little point here. <laughs> every, t every time. Every, I cry every time. Um Shoot, who is the dude? He he passed away. He played the Joker. I'm sorry. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yes. The way I see John Bernthal playing Punisher is like he's being consumed, similar to how people said Heath Ledger was consumed by the Joker, and that yes. could lead to some great film. It really can. And we uh, we don't we talk about Heath Ledger being one of those method actors. I don't think John Bernthal is, but agreed. He looks like he lives, eats, and he was just he was made for this role. Exactly. It's like a pocket role for him. There's, he can do it. It's amazing. There's no like I can't even picture anyone else now. It's going to be one of those where like Erica Durance, the Lois Lane that was on Smallville, she'll like there's no other Lois Lane for me anymore. Right. Like Tony Stark is, is Robert Downey Jr. Yes, there's never going to be, you know, uh, or, Chris Hemsworth is going to be Thor for me. Forever. Oh, shoot. Who plays uh, Wolverine? I cannot think of any Hugh names. Hugh Jackman. Yes, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine for me for now and forever. At pre always will be. And we know there's going to be a reboot at some point. Someone else is going to play the role. Tom Hardy. 
That's the only Ooh. that's the only other person I want to play Wolverine right now. Um, and then of course you have Chris Evans playing Captain America, like these iconic people that made the superhero craze happen for movies. They're just they're timeless. Mm-hmm. And I agree. What a time to be a nerd, Bilky. It's always a good time to be a nerd. What a time to be a nerd. So, did you like the trailer? Did you did not like the trailer? Should you watch the trailer? I like the trailer. You should watch the trailer if you want to get some more insight. Or you could be like uh, Todd Nock. Todd Nock does oh. not watch trailers. No, he does not. Absolutely refuses. Which I, I think is so hard. It's cool, but I mean, this is kind of like what we do. We have to watch the trailers for you guys. Yes, yes we do. And I don't mind. I'm one of those people that I can't, like, when it when it's new, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I can't. Yeah, because they just gave me a little crumb and I'm hungry. Because I trust that I'm not going to see too much out of a trailer. Um, except for DC trailers, actually. I will say this. DC trailers have a track record of showing way too much. <coughs> Batman vs. Superman. Um, <laughs> of just showing way too much of the plot and the details in the movie. So I do try to stay away from those. I'll watch, like, the first one that drops for them because usually those are the ones that have the least amount of information. But sub- like, substantial ones after that, done. But, uh, yeah. So that's uh, trailers. What's on the docket? <sighs> oh, yeah. is it time for your rant? I mean... Get a little stretching real quick. Get a little stretching real quick for you. I'm gonna run upstairs and order a pizza. Uh, just text me whenever your rant's All over, right. and I'll come back down. Okay. Let me, let me just. Uh, I'm gonna grab the mic. Yeah, go ahead. Honestly, take the mic, dude. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sit here. I might try and draw a Vegeta or something. I'm gonna try. Can you turn a light on? Actually, I'm yeah, being. I'm turning blind here. I don't wanna. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. Here we go. That's I like much, the dark. That's much better. It's much better. Okay. So, Bilky, this past Tuesday on Collider TV Talk host Josh Makuga was discussing Supergirl, as they do, because they usually go through the DC TV TV shows at that point, or the shows that they are able to. And uh, he had some things to say about the DC TV network and their CW, or the, the CW as a general, or whatever. Basically, he said they were fillers for nothing, that the shows were garbage, and all the shows are just stupid. They don't have any, they don't have any stakes. Oh, he was saying he's tired of... He's tired of talking about bad TV shows. That's what stood out to me. Yes, he said he's ta- tired of talking about bad TV shows. So, Josh Makuga, I'm calling you out right now, and I know you'll never hear this, so it's fine. Don't say never. I hope you do, because you're an idiot. I'm going to say that right now. You, sir, are a moron. If you think that when you turn on a CW TV show, you're going to get HBO quality writing or AMC quality writing. You are so stupid. (laughs) You are the dumbest human being that could possibly exist in this universe. You are a microscopic organism in the plight of comic book television and television in general. Here's why. First of all, they're based on comic books, bro. There are plot holes in comic books, okay? There are things that are literally never explained, or it takes you two years of reading 60 issues to figure out. That happens. Mm-hmm. So give them a freaking break. Number two. I, can, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're hot right I'm now. I'm so <laughs> hot that I blanked out on number two. <laughs> that's how, I, seriously, that's how enraged I am at this man. Sound number like Alex Jones. <laughs> yes. Oh, stakes. How could I forget? Number two. There's no stakes. Excuse me. Barry Allen entered a speed force storm that was murdering people at an alarming rate to save Central City. Yeah, we all know he's going to come back. No duh. Who cares? Those are stakes. In comic books, people don't actually die. 
No one actually stays dead. Barry, Alley, Barry, ugh, Barry Allen was only dead, and Wally West was only dead for like 10 years in comic book time. Guess what? Characters come back, you frivolous idiot. <sighs> Hold on, I'm not even done. Number t number three. My point number three is. I'll keep, I'll keep trapping your numbers for you. <laughs> thank you. My point number three is, you are paid by Collider to look at such things. People do ask you to talk about Supergirl frequently, might I add, because you used to at one point have individual shows where you analyze all of these shows. I used to watch them and enjoy them, no matter how much you tore apart the show and gave it good critiques. You didn't even give. The, the episode a good critique. You were just mad that you had to watch it because you felt that it was dumb. Guess what, bro? You're like 50. It's not your demographic. You know what that is? That's like me going to line judge a volleyball game, getting salty because I don't like the level of competition I'm watching, and just standing there. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wrap it. Okay, so everything at MoVal. <laughs> <laughs> good comic relief. <laughs> yes, good comic relief. Good comic relief. So first of all, get some perspective, bro. Like, understand what you're watching, bro. You're watching, number one, a comic book show. So guess what? They have to do a lot of stuff, address a lot of issues. Number two, you're watching a show on the CW. Don't have a big budget. They're not going to pull in these amazing writers like they get on HBO and Cinemax, Stars, AMC, whatever other channels that you watch your Oh, your shows that aren't getting the attention they deserve because they're really good. Yeah, hey, says, if they were really good, <laughs> people would fucking watch them. Yeah, he's like, absolutely no one watches this show. And then talks to his co-host across the table. I know you haven't seen the finale yet. Literally his exact <laughs> <Yes>. words. <laughs> you're just making a fool. You're making yourself look like an idiot. So I would encourage you, if you're going to critique the show, at least critique it accurately. Now, I've ripped your asshole wide open. So I'm going to bandage it up a little bit for you and agree with some of your points. Now. These shows are not off to the hottest start in Supergirl and The Flash this year. I will give you that, okay? But again, get some perspective and understand what's happening. The particular episode of Supergirl, uh, I guess this is going to be a Supergirl and Flash recap, by the way. Um, hold on, I have to read the proper title. This segment of the show is called DC Slash TV Stuff. The fl it basically actually is the Flash recap because we can't do all four shows and Bilky doesn't watch any of them and Arrow is now on Thursdays. That's the actual segment of the show. <laughs> We're doing it every week. <laughs> We're doing it every week now. So, first of all, that particular episode, Kara has to fight Psych. Basically, she can mess with your mind, okay? She gives Kara, like, anxiety attacks, PTSD, all this stuff. His logic is, well, if it was super, if it's all she was fighting, like, she could just end her in, like, two seconds. You know, fucking shit. That's what every superhero villain, like, that's what every, like, Kryptonian villain is. They could, they could end them in two seconds, but then we wouldn't have a TV show. So your expectation is already idiotic. And second of all, if you would take some time to look at what happened to Melissa Benoit, who gave the, like, best performance on Supergirl I've ever seen out of that woman. That's a fact. She gave it in this show. Rest of the episode didn't hold up. I'll give him that. But damn, I was, like, a little teary-eyed because she put this image of in her head where people forget that Kara when she left Krypton was 12. Kal-El was a baby. He doesn't remember being inside a space pod without any family, without any loved ones, watching all of them die. Like, yeah. Josh McCuga, go do that. Tell me how you're going to react to it. Anyways, as a 12-year-old. As a 12-year-old. 
And I thought that the episode was cool because they got a villain that was able to do that and push Kara to that extent. So we got to see this, like, kind of – it was all animated, so they did their CW CGI, which it's not too bad, but it looked like a VR thing. Right. You got to just it, – it's quiet. The whole scene's quiet, and she's just in this pod. You just hear her breathing, and then in the background you see Krypton exploding, and she's in the middle of this just debris. She sees Kal-El go, and then you see her start to get trapped in the little void where she gets sucked into, and then she eventually comes to Earth. Like, that scene happened – and then you see her just break down and cry. Like, Melissa Benoit just put it all out there. That's amazing because, okay, you were just talking about her whole life that she knew was just blown up behind her. The only person that she is related to or even knows is alive from Krypton is flying in the other direction <laughs> as an infant. While she's being trapped in a black hole in time and space. Again, as a 12-year-old. Yes, but that's not good television, Josh Makuga. It's not. It's not good television. I'll give you the rest of the episode. Yeah. The stuff with Alex's episode was weak, okay? The stuff with John Jones. He did the, like, Professor X Temple thing. Nice. Aside from that, he's John Jones. He's pretty good. So, again, get some fucking perspective, you overweight, Pittsburgh-eating asshole. Man. I went there, and I'm sorry for swearing, but, man, like, I don't understand. Okay, anyways, Flash recap. Here we go. going to do it quick because it's the Flash. Uh, get, it? get it? Did you see what I did there? Uh, All right. So, this week on The Flash, Barry has to juggle with adjusting to life as, after he came back from the Speed Force, and he attempts to do couples therapy while a telekinetic villain named Kilgore terrorizes Central City. So, basically the plot of The Social Network with The Flash. <laughs> That's literally this episode. Killmonger is, or Kilgore is a, a techno, technopath who, in this version, in this episode, he started a te at, at, at a tech company with four other people. They developed an app. The other people ripped him off. But then he got his telekinetic powers, and he starts picking them off one by one. That is the social network. <laughs> that is literally the social network with superpowers. Um, so then in this episode, the Flash has to do couples therapy with Iris. Okay. I'll get there. It's suggested to him by Caitlin in the middle of the office because during the rescue of one of these people, Barry doesn't listen to Iris and actually puts the individual he's trying to save in more danger. So she feels like there's some communication issues. He's been a little weird since he came out of the Speed Force. Like, he's really, really high on life because he's back with his family and friends. Like you would be if you were trapped in a fucking speed prison. I'm just saying. Give me a break. Expletive warning still there. Um, <laughs> Dude, keep rolling. It's fine. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So uh, things I liked about this episode, first of all, Cisco is amazing. I wish you would watch this show because you would love this character so much. He is us. He is literally us. He's just he's just a dude that's kind of nerdy, and he does the best that he can with what he has all the time. And I love that Gypsy came back in this episode. And you know what? What? He is in love with a woman from a different Earth, Bilky. Literally another dimension. And they're making it work. That's actually amazing. That's amazing. Hey, I heard distance makes the heart grow fonder. Dude, and she is bad. I'm just saying. Yeah, you said she's Bay in the notes. She is. Uh, actually, that's Caitlyn. Caitlyn oh, is Bay, but she is also pretty good looking. But um, but anyway, so I loved seeing that go get on there. Caitlyn is freaking Bay. I will excuse her poor attempt at like the quirky uh, at, like relationship advice role to Cisco. Um, I'm just happy that she's back on Team Flash this season and she's not being Killer Frost and sad all the time. Although I do love her as Killer Frost. She gets to be like real sexy when she's Killer Frost. It's nice. Um, anyway, so now we get to the part of the show that's going to detract it from my, from the rating I gave it down at the bottom. Iris, <laughs> Iris freaking West. Okay. 
so this character, Bilky, if you freaking hurry up and just binge the show, you will see and you will grow to love Iris by the end of season three. Like, okay. her character progression, when we get done with season three, is so cool. She becomes a character that you love. She's, like, this strong ground rock for Barry. And, like, everything that she says to him really settles him down and helps him get through all these ridiculous situations, fighting speedsters and dealing with Joe and his relationships with with uh, Wally when he comes on the show. She's just She becomes this awesome, awesome person. I don't know if they changed writers. I don't know what happened. But in this episode, I wanted to fucking kill myself when she said this line to Barry in couples therapy. So the therapist is doing her job. She's getting them to communicate. And of course, when that happens, stuff's going to come out, right? So Iris has basically been holding back this feeling that Barry just just left her. Her so exact, they're in the middle of a conversation, and all of a sudden she just flips out and she goes, You just left me! What? Dogs! What the fuck, Iris? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And I, okay, I'm gonna address this from the woman's perspective because I completely understand. So he went in the Speed Force, right? And they had planned a wedding. So they had sent out invitations, but there was no reserve the date. So she, for six months, has had to explain and lie to people, like, why the wedding's not going on. And having to deal with the perception for her is like, wow, well, like, what do people think of you because the person you're supposed to marry is gone? Like, that has to be horrible. Except for the fact that it's the fucking Flash. He went into the Speed Force to save everyone, sacrificing his love for you. And for you to say that he just left you in the way that you did, and then try to make this line later, I shit you not, she says, Barry, you're not the Flash. We are the Flash. Ooh. She sounds like a gold-digging person that's taking advantage of, like, an athlete. You know what I mean? 100%. And I 100% blame the writers. I do not blame that actress in any way. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So I'm going to give it a solid three out of five things I wish that the Flash didn't do. <laughs> Anyways. I'm done with my rants. Let's talk about video games, Bilky. Okay. <laughs> Make me happy. I don't have a lot for you today. That's fine. <laughs> um, what have I been playing lately? Fortnite. Oh, beautiful. We were talking about that last time. Got my first solos win today. Excellent. I was sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm now sweating profusely after those rants. It's okay. I was hot. It's a little hot in here. I was. I had my drums going before, and I was... Yeah, you walked in... Sultry. Yeah, you walked in, my shirt's off. I'm like <laughs> dripping sweat. My eyes are closed. I'm just... You were literally Miles Teller in Whiplash. I'm trying to learn scar tissue right now by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Excellent. I gave up momentarily on learning Everlong by the Foo Fighters because <laughs> it's just so hard. <laughs> but Fortnite, I don't know how I got to drumming. Oh, because it was hot. Yeah. Um, new ammo buff kind of. So they put out an update. Now when ammo drops for like medium-sized bullets and stuff like that, the quantity's higher. Excellent. Um, the RPG and stuff like that was really overpowered. Mm. So you could get a so the rarity scale is like gray, green, blue, purple, orange. Okay. Apparently there's something called mythic. I've never seen it. It's, I don't it's know. Mythic. That's why yeah, exactly. Never, that's why you've never seen it. I would love to see one, but so maybe one day. Exactly. the The chances of rockets dropping um, decreased, so it's harder to find them. Um, 
sniper scope, you need to go change your settings because now it will literally move like molasses when you're scoped in. Wow. Yeah, so you have to go into your settings and change that. Submachine guns got a buff. Um, ooh, character customization. That's coming soon. Ooh, nice. There's a lot of that on uh, PUBG and H1Z1. PUBG. <laughs> exactly. Players Unknown Battleground. Yes. PUBG. PUBG. So I'm hoping that Fortnite tries to stay away from the way H1Z1 is. Essentially, Jalen, there's games like H1Z1, CSGO, where you customize your character or you can get special skins for your guns and stuff like that. People will spend $400 of real hard-earned cash on a skin for their game. Which That's is true. Yes, 100% true. So I'm hoping Fortnite stays away from that and there's not um, there's not an economy that develops. Oh, wow. My battery's going to die on my laptop. Yeah, I've been watching it the whole time. We're on 10%. <laughs> it's lit. We're going to ride it out. I believe. Um, what were we talking about? New Xenoverse DLCs coming out. Mm. Stupid. Dumb. Stupid. The characters they're adding. Hey, tell me how you feel about DLCs, Bilky. Oh, I would love to. I have it written down. EA. Oh, my. What are you doing? Oh, my. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so sick of all these games that are starting to become... Well, for a while, it's like free to play, but you pay to win. Essentially, yeah. But now it's just becoming, fuck free to play. Let's just pay infinitely times more than what you <laughs> did originally. We're going to rob you of anything you own. That's what I'm saying. Games are already expensive. You pay 60 bucks for a disc. I'm expecting to have the game that you created in its entirety in that disc. Wow. So I just spent $60 plus some on it. Now, EA, I can't remember what business it was, they just shut down. They keep buying out um, small game developers and producers, and then after a while, they just shut they just shut them down. It's very frustrating. <laughs> Reasons we don't have Skate Three. EA shut down that. Uh, EA that is team. the empire. Yeah, dude, they really are. <laughs> they are ruining lives of people that need jobs. And here's my example. We were talking about it before. There's a new Assassin's Creed coming out. Assassin's Creed awesome. Origins. Yes, Looks Assassin's fun. Creed Origins. Love Assassin's Creeds. Always have. They're super fun, even if they get stagnant after a while. What other game is going to give you assassin in an open world? None. None. So we went and we did some research. Yes. There is an Assassin's Creed pre-order bonus, which is like 60 bucks. You just pre-order it. You throw down $5 and you get some extra stuff. There's a deluxe edition, which is $70. Yes. You get a little extra that you wouldn't get in the normal game. You get one level of play extra. Yeah, so you're going to sit one on your mission. ass. Exactly, for another hour. <laughs> There's a gold edition now, which is $110, where you get extra stuff. Like, remember those old, um, whenever we go to book fairs, it's in yeah. elementary school. Yeah. And Pokemon games are out, and there'd be a Pokemon guide. Yep. You're essentially getting stuff like that, too, yeah. but more in-game things. There's a gold steel book edition. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give you some metal, too. That one gives you, like, the, the like, concept art and, like, a... One of them, one of them gives you like a figurine too. I think that's the, the last. That's the one. gods edition, the which gods is one hundred and twenty dollars. So let's count it: one, two, three, four, five at least. Why are there five different versions to the same game? Why? <laughs> just give me the game, and I mean, I'll deal with the DLC that you're gonna put out later. But just keep it like that. I don't. Uh, don't even have DLC actually. You know what? This <laughs> don't have DLC. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay, but you're just you're trying to get so much money out of us, and it's not fun. I'm just going to end up st – I mean, my dad would be like, you're too old to play games. I probably am. But, I mean, whatever. I'm going to stop playing them now because it's just ridiculous. You're taking all my money. I don't like it. It's not okay. Bilky, answer me this. Do I have an Xbox at my house? No. Why is that? Because it takes, like, $500 to play one game. <laughs> I also need a gas money. <laughs> yeah, you need gas money. I sold it. 
So, Xbox, buy the Xbox, cool. Okay, now I gotta buy Xbox Live. 60 bucks for a whole year. Oh, wow, okay, cool, I have Xbox. Now I have Xbox Live. No! Oh, wait, I need a game to play. Oh, let's drop another 60 bucks. My battery. Exactly. And you're like, okay, cool, I'm playing the game now. Oh, wait, I'm almost at the end, but they want me to pay more money to keep going. I already dropped over $200 on everything. <laughs> just not even including the Xbox, just so I can keep going. Jesus. I am frustrated thinking about this, man. Question. What's your question, mate? Do you have a charger for my Mac? Um, maybe. Um, I definitely don't right in front of me, but... Frick. I mean, if you want to run about and grab it. Yeah, I'm going to run and grab it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's it for my video games. I don't really care. My would you want to read? Stranger Things. Does it make sense? No. Hey! What, what the hell are you doing? I, I gotta go get your charger, Mr. Let's Carey. go get it. That's my segment. I'm sorry. I'm How just, dare you? I'm just doing it in case you Coming in here with your blonde hair looking like young boy Alex from 13 Reasons Why, I'll shoot you in the face. My hair's longer than Alex. Hey! Do you like panthers? No. I do. They're mystical creatures full of endorphins and, and sharp rays of claw. Go get your charger. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold down the phone. I'm leaving you, Mr. Carey. Stranger do it. Things. Go ahead. I love Stranger Things. Now... Let me tell you all just a little story about Stranger Things. I was watching it one day, and I saw this fella on the TV, and he, he went into this Upside Down. Tell me what that's all about. Why do we have a place called the Upside Down? Why can't it just be right side up? That's very confusing. I also don't understand why all these 80s shows are coming back on TV. Well, there's a first pop fly out there to second base. And I don't understand anything else that's going on TV. Yes, Bilky went to uh, let's go get a charger. So it's going to be a brief intermission. We will we will edit this out, or maybe we won't. It's very quiet, very very mundane. I don't know uh how much longer the food down here will last, or or if I'll see any of you again. So I I would just like to say goodbye. Um, I love all of you, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt Bebe, cousins, Alorius. Um, I love you all. It's going to be a good time, and uh, yeah. If you want to read, there's some stuff to read. Check out Stranger Things. Thank the Lord. <laughs> oh Jesus, that would have yeah. Plug it. Yes. Plug it. Plug it in. Please, please. Please. Yes. Is this the wrong? Shit. All right, well, my if you want to read is Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet, Volume 1 through 3. It's really good, so go get that book. We found a charger, but, of course, it's the wrong port. Yes. Uh, closing ads. Uh, we do our podcast on podcast.com because it's 100% free. It gives you unlimited storage and uh, optimal iTunes integration and optimized search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the web. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Jalen Holston. How about you, Bill Key? LG Bilks. Open for your interpretation. That's Bill Cosby. Just kidding. We also like to use Comicsology.com. It's the best place to get all your digital comics through Amazon and, and stuff. And yeah, so we're, we're going to die here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I finally finished Stranger Things. I thought it was amazing. Uh, there are faults. I'm not going to get into them right now. Got my dad to start watching it. That was really cool. Uh, Stranger Things Season 2 comes out October 27th. Mm, I don't know if you said that was the way. I'm super excited, though. Nope, I did not say it. But uh, yeah, so uh, keep, keep, keep up the love, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.